We learned in the previous Mishnah that just like the Mechatos itself, which is the solution of water with Paradumo ashes, and Midei Raisa, according to the Torah, somebody who touches that water becomes Tome, they become impure. And even once the Mechatos has become invalidated and it can no longer be used to purify people, Invalidated mechatos can make people tome midrabonon. However, this impurity, which is only on the level of a midrabonon, only makes somebody impure in terms of the laws of truma. Truma is the food that only Kohanim can eat. It's considered to be sanctified, and and we're more concerned about its impurity than other regular foods. It's more prone to become impure. It can become impure even on a lower level. And in terms of truma, the invalidated mechatos is still considered to be an, a source of impurity, such that if somebody touches the mechatos and then he touches the truma, the truma will become tomei. This mission takes it a step further and shows that afer kosher, if there was valid ashes which came from the pora aduma, that were placed into water that is not fit to be used for the mechatos. So in this case, the water never even became mechatos because the water wasn't fit for that purpose. Even in this case, the mission says, it would make somebody impure in terms of being able to handle truma, whether he touches the mechatos with his hands or with the rest of his body, because we view it just like invalidated mechatos, even though in this case it never even became valid. However, just like we learned in the previous Mishnah, this entire stringency, Midrabanon, is not going to be more strict than the law Midrabanon. And Mechatos, which is still valid, and therefore it's a real source of impurity, even Midrabanon, it only makes people impure if it's not for the sake of the Paradumal procedure itself. But in terms of the Paradumal procedure itself, it is not considered to be a source of impurity, quite the opposite. The whole procedure of Parah Duma is in order to purify people. So the mission says, it's somebody who is pure for the sake of being part of the procedure of the Parah Duma, if his hands or the rest of his body touches this mixture of water and Parah Duma ashes, he will remain pure and he would still be fit to carry out the procedure of the Parah Duma. Just like if he had touched regular, valid Mechatos. This parak, this chapter, continues the discussion of the last couple of Mishnayas, and that is the very high level of purity that is required surrounding the procedure of the Paradoma, and in particular, the fact that Midrabonon, anything that is not specifically guarded for the sake of the Paradoma procedure, guarded in order to protect it from becoming impure, such an item we are concerned might be Tomei. And this is true even if, let's say, there is an item that somebody guarded from impurity for the sake of being able to use it with carbonase. Sacrifices, a low level of impurity also affects carbonase. So somebody guarded that item for the sake of knowing that he'll be able to use that item with the eating of carbonase. Even in that case, in terms of the laws of Paraduma, he needs to be concerned indeed that it is impure. Now, there is a particular type of tumor transfer called Tumas Midras. There are a number of people who have a particular kind of impurity, for example, a Zov, and they are able to transfer impurity to items 
that are designated for supporting the weight of a person. For example, a bed or a chair. The purpose of these items is for somebody to sit on or to lie on, and that involves supporting the person's weight. Such an item, if the Zov or somebody like that were to sit or lie down on that item, then the item becomes Tome via Trumas Midras. And what is unique to Trumas Midras is that even though the Zov himself is on the level of an Alpha Tuma, he is the source of impurity, and in general, something that becomes Tome from an Alpha Tuma becomes Tome on a lower level, on a Rishon Le Tuma, one step removed from that primary source of impurity. Over here, the chair, or whatever item it may be, becomes Tome as an Alpha Tuma itself. Now, if somebody touches or becomes Tome in a different way from a dead body, a dead body is considered to be a via tumor, so to speak, grandfather level impurity. So somebody who becomes Tommy from a dead body is considered to be an avhatumar. However, there is a difference between a person who became Tome from a dead body and a person who became Tome from a Zov via Tomas Midras. Even though they are both Tome on the level of an avhatumar, the person who became Tome from a dead body can only pass that impurity onwards via direct contact. On the other hand, the item that became Tome via Tomas Midras would make a person who carries it or who supports his weight on it, for example, he sits on it even without directly touching it. Says the Mishnah, Kolaroi Tami Midras, any item that is fit to become Tome via Tomas Midras, if a Zov were to sit on it, even if it is not known at all that it became Tome, and in fact, even if it was guarded from becoming impure, as long as it wasn't guarded with the specific intention that it will, it will be able to be used for the Pora Aduma, that it will be pure for the sake of the Pora Aduma, Madof Lechatos, it is considered to be Tomei Midra Bonon in terms of the laws of Pora Aduma. So if somebody were to touch it or even sit on it or carry it without touching it, Midra Bonon, they would be considered a Av Hatuma in terms of the laws of Pora Aduma. So they wouldn't be able to carry out the procedure, and if they touched something, then it, the other item also would not be able to be used for the paradoma procedure. And like we said, the supply has been Tommy bin Tahar, whether the item is known to be impure or it's known to be pure, as long as it wasn't guarded with the specific intention that it be fit for paradoma. As well as that, the Odom Kayetzibai, a person, is similar to it, in that a person, we are also concerned that he might have become a Zov without knowing it. And a Zov is somebody who has Tumas Midras and he passes that impurity onwards. And even though in the rest of the world of impurity we're never concerned that somebody has become a Zov without knowing it. Nevertheless, for the strict levels of, of purity that are required for a Paraduma, we do have that tiny concern. Now, as you mentioned, only something that is designated for the purpose of supporting a person's weight, for example, a chair or a bed, only that is capable of becoming Tome via Tumas Medras, if the Zov or somebody like that sits on it or lies down on it. So with regards to those objects, even if the Zov doesn't touch it at all, he only supports his weight on it, it would become impure. However, with regards to most objects, only if there is direct contact between the impure object and something else will that other item become Tomei. So the mission says, mace, any object that is only fit to become Tomei from a dead body, and it becomes on the level of an Alhatuma, and the law with regards to an item that became Tomei from a dead body is that anything that it touches alone becomes impure. 
But if somebody just supports their weight on it or they move it, then it would not become impure. And therefore, being Tommy, being Tohar, whether that item is already impure or even if it currently, as far as we know, is pure, Rebeliezer and Rebeliezer says, Enoi Madoff, the rabbinic Tumas Midras does not apply because the entire object is not something that can become Tommy via Tumas Midras even if a Zov did have, did have contact with it or supported his weight on it. And therefore, if somebody were to just move or support their weight on the object, they would not become impure, even Medirabonon. That having been said, if somebody touches it, then even Rebeliezer agrees that they would become Tommy Medirabonon, at least as far as we're concerned with the procedure of the Parat Aduma. If he wants to then go ahead and perform part of the procedure, we will consider him to be impure, out of concern that it became impure without him knowing. But that's only if somebody touches it, if somebody causes it to move in a different way, or they support their weight on it, they would not become Tommy even Medjabanon, because the entire object is something that cannot transfer impurity in that way. However, interestingly, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says that Madoff, it does have that strict level of Tumas Midjos Medjabanon, and even though we've never found such a concept of Tumas Midjos with a regular item whose purpose is not for supporting somebody's weight, because of the incredible stringencies that exist in the world of Paraduma and maintaining its purity, so Rabbi Yeshua understands that we were possibly concerned that people might confuse this item with an item that can become Tomei Tomas Midjos, and because of that, if somebody moves or carries any item essentially that is able to become Tomei, if that item was not specifically guarded from becoming impure with the intention of it being fit and pure even for the sake of the Parat Aduma procedure, then the person will be considered impure as far as the question of whether he can perform the procedure of the Parat Aduma or not. According to the Chachomim, there is a middle position over here, the Chachomim say, if the item is anyway known to be impure, that it became Tomei from a dead body. So since anyway it's impure, so over here the Chachomim saw a reason to be concerned that people will be confused with this type of impurity and other types of impurity. And therefore, Madoff, it does have this rabbinic level of Tomas Midras, such that if somebody even just moves it or carries it or supports their weight on it, they will become Tommy Midrabonon in terms of the being able to perform the procedure of the Paraduma. But the Hatohar, if anyway the item is pure as far as we know, and it's only because of a very remote concern that it might have become Tommy, so then Eno Madoff, in such a case, the Chachomim did not decree this stringency at all. So only if somebody touches it will they become Tommy Midrabonon and not be fit to perform the Paraduma procedure. The previous Mishnah used the term Madoff to refer to a rabbinic level of impurity, and over there it referred to Tomas Midros Midrabonon. Over here the Mishnah also uses the term Madoff, but over here it's referring to a different stringency Midrabonon called El Yonoshel Zov. El Yonoshel Zov refers to the concept that if a Zov is carrying a number of items, one above the other, even the very top item which is being carried by the Zov, despite there being lots of other items in between the Zov's hands and this top item, all of those items become Tomei. However, the stringency Midrabonon is only true with regards to food. So if something become if the Zov carries lots of different items one above the other, and then any of those items touch food, then the food will become Tomei. Which essentially means that they decreed the level of a Rishon Latuma on those objects. A Rishon Hatuma is one level lower than an Az Hatuma, a primary level of impurity, and only food that touches a Rishon Hatuma becomes impure. 
One important point just before we begin the Mishnah that is apparent from many of these Mishnayas and is indeed more explicitly mentioned in the Mishnah in Maseches Chagiga, that anything that is guarded and protected from becoming impure, that item is only going to be considered pure for the sake of the, kor- of the Paraduma if the protection of it from impurity was done with the specific intention that it be pure even for the sake of the Paraduma procedure. But if somebody protected it from impurity for a different purpose, even if as far as they know it did not become impure, for the sake of the Paraduma procedure, it's considered to be impure. And that's really the reason for the laws of the previous Mishnah that if the item wasn't guarded with that specific intention, then it would be considered to be tome, either tome on the same level as something that became tome from a dead body, or something that became tome via Tomas Midras. Be it as it may, this Mishnah talks about an item that was protected with the specific intention that it be fit for use of the Paraduma. And that's why up until this point, the item is considered to be pure, even for the sake of the Paraduma procedure. But then, Hatohar Nechatos, somebody who until now was considered to be pure for the sake of the Paraduma procedure, he made sure himself to be protected from impurity with that intention in mind. Shenogab Madov. And he touched an El Zov, that's referring to an object that was carried by a Zov, even if there were many different objects in between that one and his hands. And this object is Tommy Midria Bonon. Tome, that person becomes impure. Even though the object is only Tome as a Rishon Tumas, so in general, only food that touches it will become impure. Over here, the Chachomim expanded that impurity to make even this person impure. Essentially, anything that can make anything Tome will also make somebody Tome for the sake of the Paraduma procedure. On a similar note, login shulchatos, a container which is set aside for use with for the paradigma procedure, some sort of barrel or bottle, shenogab madov that touched an elyonishal zov, an object that was on top of other objects that were carried by a zov, tome, he also becomes, that, that item also becomes impure in terms of not being fit for the paradigma procedure. Now, the law is that any food that is tome, if a person touches that food with his hands, midrabonon, there's a very unique type of impurity, that one's hands become impure. The rest of his body remains pure, it's a very unusual type of impurity that is restricted specifically to the person's hands. So if the person were to touch his hands onto some truma or other sanctified food, then it would become impure. And in order to purify himself, he would need to dip his hands into a mikveh. Now, in terms of Pora Aduma, the Chachomim added a stringency, and they said that any time where one's hands are supposed to become impure, as a result of that stringency, Midrabonon, the person's entire body will become impure. And because of that, Hator Lechatos, somebody who has protected himself from impurity so that he is fit and pure, even for the sake of the Pora Aduma procedure, and he touched food or drink, even if the food or drink is not known to be impure, because once again, anything that is not protected with a specific intention for it to be fit for Pora Aduma is considered to be impure with regards to Pora Aduma. But Yodo, if he touches it with his hands, then Tome, he becomes fully impure. And in order to purify himself, he would need to go to the mikveh with his entire body. Uvaragloi, but if his only his foot or any other part of his body touched the food, so then the entire decree Midrabonon never starts, and Toho, he would remain pure even for the sake of Pora Aduma. What happens if his seat on Biyodai, he moved the food with his hand, but there was no direct contact with his actual hand? Rabbi Yeshua, Matame Rabbi Yeshua says that he is impure Midrabanon, because just like in the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua is more concerned that people will get confused. 
people won't differentiate between this case and when somebody actually touches the food. However, the Chacham Metarim, the Chacham said that in that case he would remain pure. Because all of this, anyway, is only an expansion of the stringency Medjabonon that applies to somebody who actually touches the food which is Tomei. Mishnah Gimel, the law is that a container that is made out of earthenware, although it is able to become Tomei, it cannot become Tomei from its outside. Only if a source of impurity enters into the inner airspace of that container will it become impure. And this is a rule that applies to all earthenware utensils, and even with regards to the world of Paraduma, the same applies, because this is a definitive rule of earthenware utensils, that they can only become Tomei from their inside. So, kolol shel chatos, if there is a earthenware container that contains inside of it the ashes of the Pora Aduma, shenogab sheretz, and the container touched a sheretz, one of the eight dead small animals that the Torah lists as being a severe source of impurity, tohar, the ashes as well as the container remain pure, because it only touched the source of impurity on its outside. Nesone al-gabov, what happens if somebody placed that container on top of the sheretz? In this case, there is a different concern. The Torah says, that they should place the ashes of the Parah Aduma outside of the camp in a pure place. The Parah Aduma ashes need to be placed somewhere which is considered to be a pure place. Which means that even if there is not a direct transfer of impurity from the source of impurity to the ashes or to the container of ashes, Nevertheless, the Torah is decreeing over here that the ashes will become Tomei if they are placed in an area which is considered to be an impure area. Now, in this case, Rebeliezer says that the ashes remain pure because the ashes are contained in this container. That's considered to be the place of the ashes. However, the Chachom say that the ashes are Tomei because the ashes are in the place of the container, which in itself is in the place of the Sheretz. So ultimately, even the ashes are considered to be in an impure place. Continues the Mishnah. If the container of Paraduma ashes touches impure food or drink, or scrolls that are Tomimidrabonon, the reason why scrolls of Tanakh are Tomimidrabonon doesn't concern us right now, but the point is that these items are Tomei on the level of either a Rishon or a Shani the food and the Tanakh scrolls can never be Tomei on the level of an Av And anything which is not Tomei on the level of an Av cannot make anything impure except for food. Now certainly over here, where we're talking about an earthenware utensil that touches these items on its outside, Tohar, the utensil will remain pure, that's obvious. But the Mishnah adds that Nasani al-Gabehen, even in a case where they placed the earthenware utensil on top of it, and we just learned that according to the Chachomim, in general, if somebody places the container on top of something which is Tomei, then the ashes become impure. Over here, that the impurity is on such a low level, and it's only Tomei Medjabonon, Rabbi Yaisi Metaher, Rabbi Yaisi says that even according to the Chachomim, it would be pure in this case. The ashes remain pure because it's not considered to be an impure place. That having been said, the Chachomim themselves understand that it would, that the ashes would become Tomei even in this case.